This is a HeadGum Podcast. While Andrew and Craig believe the joy of discovery is crucial to enjoying any well-told tale, they will not shy away from spoiling specific story beats when necessary. Plus, these are books you should have read by now. Welcome to Overdue. This is a podcast about the books that you've been meaning to read. My name is Craig. My name is Andrew. And it's time to choose your own adventure. Age 10 and up, I'm seeing on the inside of this book cover. Oh, snap. Have we ever Which seen I'm one glad, of those I'm before? Glad, I'm glad covers us, because like, what if the other ones were like we were too old or young to be reading them? Yeah, and that, I that just know. makes me wonder, like, what choose your own adventure books we would be too young for that were like too conceptually <laughs> challenging. <laughs> for us to tackle uh this one is for people age 45 and up and mostly involves mortgages and midlife crises it's about like menopause and like <laughs> freezing your eggs it's a weird book it's a weird choose your own adventure book. turn to page eight to invest in timmy's college fund turn to page 12 <laughs> to buy a maserati turn to page 16 to stay together for the kids <laughs> 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 turn to page 50 to turn to take up a hobby in the gar- in the garage so you don't have to see your kids ever again mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. as you may have inferred from our lighthearted conversation this this week on overdue podcast about the books you've been reading to read tm 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 we are reading <laughs> another choose your own adventure book this one is called statue of liberty adventure <laughs> by ellen kushner and it really seems like that was a placeholder title that they just could not think of a better thing for, right? I'm a real big fan of placeholder titles that just like make their way through. <laughs> and I think you're right. This has to be this has to be one, right? This choose your own adventure fifty eight Statue of Liberty Adventure. Yeah. And this Like this, the word adventure is in the name of the book. We will tweet this the picture of this cover out if we have not by the time so that this episode goes will. up. Are you kidding? And like Andrew, can you just tell me real quick, lightning round, your favorite things about this cover? So that- all right, so I'll, I'll just describe the whole like in its totality to you. <laughs> okay. All right. So the backdrop of everything is like a shot of the Statue of Liberty, but you're like looking up her nose. Yep. Um, there's a kid who's like holding onto a rope that's broken. Sure. He's also he's got- he could be waving at a snake with someone else's skinny arm. He could be waving at a snake and holding a second snake, but I think it's more likely, <laughs> given the frayed end of the of the rope, that he's holding onto a rope that's broken. Um, he's got like his cuffs rolled up. Yeah, his like over his, his pa- like high tops, which is a good look. It's a great look. There's like a boat. And yeah. Then there's also a giant pocket watch that he and the girl are standing in. Yeah, she's like behind him. She doesn't seem to have a body. She's like disappears behind him and she like half possibly, of his ghost leg. Yeah, possibly growing out of him. <laughs> we'll have to figure out the the adventure that gets us to that particular yeah. leg of this thing. So we've done a couple of these before and the way that these work. 
We have some very loosely observed rules yeah. about what happens when we choose our own adventure. We take turns <laughs> reading each part. You can go back and listen to the couple of these that we've done already. Most recently, Ghost Train. Um, though also, I think um, Chimney Rock, You Are a Monster. And Space Vampire. Space Vampire, I think, was the it's best. Probably and then the... there was like a ninja one in there somewhere, too. Oh, that ninja one. Yeah. I the time travel ninja one. The time travel ninja one. Okay. Time travel usually factors into these <laughs> in some way. So we will take turns reading each choice, and then we ostensibly have like three mulligans. We have three lives. Um, but if we're running short and we want to do more stuff, we will just keep going. And we'll also we'll just like call it out when we feel like putting our thumb in the book, which is a time honored choose your own adventure tradition. Yes. Now, Andrew, you did. Like you chose to do some research on Ellen Kushner. I turned I to page seven and there was nothing there. You turned to page nine. And I found some information about Ellen Kushner. So a lot of the time these like aside from the uh the people who like founded the Choose Your Own Adventure franchise. So um so Edward Packard and um who's the other guy? Not R.A. Salvatore. He writes D&D books. Um, um, R.A. Montgomery? Yeah, R.A. Yeah, Montgomery okay. and uh, Edward Packard were the two people who founded this franchise. And then um, after they wrote a few of them, they started having other people come in. And for some of the books that we've read that have been authored by other people, those people just did some Choose Your Own Adventure books and like maybe some other minor kids books and then disappeared into the ether. Ellen Kushner has had a pretty good career, I think, in like in writing and in radio. Oh, neat. Yeah, so she's actually got her own Wikipedia page, which is Whoa. a big achievement for a Choose Your Own Adventure author. So her first books that she wrote uh, were five Choose Your Own Adventure books, of which Statue of Liberty Adventure is one. Okay. And I'm sure she handed in the manuscript, and it just said in brackets, Statue of Liberty Adventure, <laughs> and then they did not change it. She, she just trusted that they would change the title later. Yeah. <laughs> um, She did... Some uh, books. The first one uh, was called Swords Point. It was published in 1987. And then she did a couple more books in that series that were published in uh, 2006 mm -hmm. um, and 2002, I think. And yeah, the, there were uh, there were audiobook versions of those novels that were released under this label, uh, Neil Gaiman Presents, which I assume is like the Oprah book club, except with Neil Gaiman instead of Oprah. Okay. <laughs> That's my, that's how I'm going to choose to describe that. <laughs> and then uh, she also had a uh, radio show called Sound and Spirit that uh, aired in... Uh, it was produced by w WGBH in Boston and was distributed by PRI, and that was produced from 1996 till 2010. So I had a pretty good, had a pretty oh, good run. Oh, neat. Okay. Okay. And uh, she's she currently lives in New York City with her wife, uh, Delia Sherman. Cool. And yeah, she's she seems like she's she's been pretty busy. So thanks for thanks for choosing this adventure for us, Ellen. Yes, this book and was like published speed on all your future <laughs> endeavors. This book was published in 1986. Uh, I'm into the book now, Andrew. I've opened the book. You've cracked this cover. I've cracked the cover. Do you, uh, do you have I know we buy these used every time. Do you have any interesting like stickers or anything? Mine no. just has a little round sticker that says 190 on it. No, I don't Which have is a dollar and eighty nine cents more than I paid for the book when I bought it on Amazon. <laughs> I have a like uh, a barcode on the back that says, you know, it's like a skew state of Statue of Liberty Adventure used acceptable. <laughs> 
I'm so. glad to know that it's it's acceptable. And yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have a great adventure uh-huh. tonight. We're I gonna think. have a great adventure. Um, there's a this nice is my favorite Pokemon. <laughs> adventure. <laughs> there's a there's a nice little dedication from Ellen to her grandparents Rose and Boris. Rose first saw the Statue of Liberty on March 17, 1921, and Boris was born in the Ukraine and kept going east until he found her. I'm not quite sure how that worked out, but this yeah, book is sure. dedicated. He sounds to like them. he he was skilled in choosing his own adventure. Yeah, he chose to go not towards that the same way as her. Yeah, very uh, well said. Yep, <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> uh, these books typically start with a warning, Andrew. And this book is no exception. This book is no exception. So warning, do not read this book straight through from beginning to end. This book contains many different adventures you can have on your trip to the Statue of Liberty. On almost every page, you will be asked to make a choice. We've had plenty of, we've had too many books that do not have enough choices. So buckle up, Statue of Liberty adventure. What if every book was just a choose your own adventure book, but you were supposed to just keep turning the pages sequentially the whole time? (laughs) What you know, if every book is just a poorly structured choose your own adventure book? I mean, that's every recipe is like a choose your own adventure. <laughs> really? I don't have this ingredient, but I read on on all recipes <laughs> that I can substitute this one thing for this other thing. I did that today. I didn't have any garlic, so I just poured extra garlic powder in. And I oh, didn't yeah. have a can of tomatoes, so I just chopped one up and put it in there and set a little prayer and it all turned out okay to to food jesus (laughs) so anyway after you choose follow the instructions to see what happens to you next think carefully before you make each choice what begins as a simple visit to the statue of liberty could become dangerous whatever happens you'll have to follow each choice through to the end but whether you become a hero or vanish into a watery grave you can always start over with a new story and a new set of choices special warning andrew one of your choices involves a rhyming riddle that you'll be asked to memorize. Uh-oh. If memorizing things is not your strong point, you had better write down the page number when you do find the riddle because you may be needing it again. Good luck. Andrew, Good we luck. are not allowed to write down the riddle. Oh, no. I hope we've run into this riddle now. <laughs> oh, my God. Because when we did Ghost Train, like that was our last Choose Your Own Adventure. We never – we saw <laughs> nary a ghost. Nor a train. And no trains. <laughs> And I've also, like, based on that warning, I've got to assume there is one path through this book where you just have an uneventful day at the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really pleasant, and you learn about immigration, and right. you go home. All right, so uh, we are going to start on page one. Seems like begin a good at the very start. beginning. Yeah, yeah. A very good place to start. Do you, you read the warning, so do you want me to, to, to get us into this? Please do. All right, we're into it now. All right, so... Page zero, I guess, is an illustration of a young tween and a girl tween staying on a boat. <laughs> Wait, a young tween and a girl tween? So a pair of tweens are standing on a ferry headed toward the Statue of Liberty. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, page one. As your ferry draws nearer to the little island, the figure of the woman looms larger and larger above you. The Statue of Liberty is enormous. Oh, sure, you've seen bigger buildings since you've come on your trip to New York City. The Empire State Building, for one. But none of them was shaped like a giant woman with a crown holding up a torch. You're so caught up in the sight that you don't notice who's sneaking up behind you. Suddenly, a voice in your ear hisses, Ho, 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 it's the jolly green giantess. 
It's K Mallet, the perfect kid. <laughs> K has beautiful golden hair and big blue eyes. She is always the first one in class to raise her hand with the right answer. All adults love K. As far as they're concerned, she can't do anything wrong. K kicks you sharply in the leg. <laughs> Turn to page two. I think she just did something wrong. <laughs> Hit it. If it were anyone else but K, you'd kick back. But getting into fights with K never does any good. The teachers always come and break them up and explain to you how it was all your fault. So you just edge over and give her a threatening look. Watch it, mallet, you mutter. I don't know if we can hold up that voice the whole time. Here we go. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Kay opens her big blue eyes extra wide. Why? What's the matter? You don't answer. I love that sarcastic. And like, what? (laughs) What's the matter? What's going on? I just kicked (laughs) the air and it hit you. You don't answer, and there's silence as the noise of the boat's engine dies. You're pulling into the dock at Liberty Island. The statue towers above you. Come on, kids. It's your teacher, Mrs. Lenowski. Two packs a day. Try to get your class all together and off the tour boat. Slowly, all 25 of you gather into a group. With lots of jostling, you make your way onto the island. You can't help noticing that no matter who's pushing whom, K. Mallet always manages to stay right next to you. All right. Turn into page eight now. Turn to page eight. No choices thus far. All right. On Liberty Island, your class is met by Kathy, the park ranger, who explains all about the statue to you. The Statue of Liberty, she tells you, was the idea of French sculptor Frederick Auguste Bartholdi. (laughs) He convinced the French people to give it to America as a gift in honor of the friendship and love of freedom we shared. Boy, that's a nice way of putting it. The statue was supposed to arrive in 1876 in honor of the United States centennial, but it took so long to raise the money for the statue that it wasn't in place until October 1886. Who's it? A, wait, what? Uh, who's this statue? A girl named Eileen. I don't think we're ever going to see this girl. Again. I hope not. Toss who's her off a, the boat. Who's the statue of? A girl named Eileen asks. Nobody knows whose face the statue has, Kathy tells her, although some people think it's Bartholdi's mother. The statue herself represents the spirit of liberty. Did you know that its original name was Liberty Enlightening the World? Is that because of the light of the torch, you ask? Yes, the torch and the rays of her crown, which are supposed to represent freedom radiating back across the ocean to Europe and Africa. Is that true? That seems like Listen, the the tour guide, I think the tour guide knows what she's talking about, Craig. (laughs) Okay. She was trained to do this and you were not. So how about you just let her run the tour? Fair enough. Can we climb up in the torch? Someone in the back of you asks. Liberty's torch has been closed to the public since 1916. It's still perfectly safe, but it can only be reached by a narrow ladder, and so too many people want to climb it. Wait, so many people want to climb it that it would be too crowded. Go on to the next page. Okay. You want me to go? Yeah. All right. Some kids say. I was trying to do like a crowd. (laughs) Kathy says, Oh, you'll do plenty of climbing before the day is over. The statue is 151 feet high. That's like a 12-story building. It rests on a pedestal 89 feet high made of iron and concrete. You can take an elevator to the foot of the statue, but from there you have to climb 171 steps to get to the top of the head, where you can look out and see the view. Let's go, Leroy Barth shouts. Oh, boy. First... 
Kathy says, I'll take you inside the pedestal to see the American Museum of Immigration. The Statue of Liberty was the first thing immigrants saw when their shapes came... Their ships. Their ships. <laughs> when their shapes came into New York. <laughs> I can't concentrate on what I'm reading when I'm doing this You're dumb doing voice. goofy voice. I, I really like it because, like, <laughs> darling is implied after every sentence. When Was the first thing immigrants saw when their ships came into New York Harbor, darling? <laughs> Turn to page 25. Here we go. Is there a choice? No. No, not yet. Kathy leads you inside Liberty's pedestal. The American Museum of Immigration has exhibits about more than 40 different nations and religions whose people came to the United States seeking freedom. None of these people actually stopped at Liberty Island as their ship sailed into New York Harbor, but they all saw the statue rising ahead of them on their way to the immigration station nearby at Ellis Island, where all of their names were changed <laughs> and their heritages were erased from the record. <laughs> That's not in the book. That's just me editorializing. <laughs> Lots of the kids in your class have grandparents or great grandparents who came from the old world. They run around looking at exhibits and shouting, that's me. I'm Italian. <laughs> or that Swedish guy looks just like my brother. You stare at a picture of a ship full of immigrants in 1907 crowded together and looking at the photo photographer with dark, frightened eyes. Right in front is a kid who looks really familiar, just like some of your relatives. Could you have found a picture of some of your immigrant ancestors? That's me. I'm Italian. What? That, I should have done like a mark. Like, that's a me. I'm Italian. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, boy. There's a picture. All right. So there's a picture this of This kid's head what... is like, why isn't his body falling over from the weight of his I, head at the I top think, of it? I think perfect kid is about to punch him in his kidney. And he's, like, staring at an image of people on a boat. Oh, boy, here's a choice. Okay. Sharp fingers squeezing your arm makes you jump. Check out the livestock, says Kay. Those people look like cattle waiting to be slaughtered. Come on, I've got something to show you. Get lost, mallet, you say automatically. No, really, she insists, fixing her big blue eyes on you. This is something special. You're going to like this. And I, uh, I need your help. She seems uncomfortable for once. I mean, I don't need it, but oh, come on. If you go with Kay to find out what she wants, turn to page 97. If you ignore her and go back to the editorial boring picture, turn to page <laughs> 109. I, uh, I'd sense something brewing between me and Kay, so I want to go to page 97. She is the perfect kid. So She's the perfect kid in every way. In every way. She kicks you. All right. You trust, <laughs> you trust Kay about as much as you would a cobra, but for once she seems, for once she genuinely seems to need something from somebody, and you're intrigued. So you let her pull you away from the group over into a corner behind a full-scale replica of a covered wagon. Listen, says Kay, and don't say anything until I'm done. There's a treasure hidden somewhere in the statue. It's a secret, and if you tell anyone else, I'll make your life so miserable you wish you'd never been born. <laughs> I found out it came from my great uncle Rex, Kay continues. When he was young, he was some kind of criminal. My family won't tell me what he did, but I think he must have been a smuggler. He had a boat and he knew New York Harbor like the back of his hand. Anyway, before he died, he told me he's hidden something in the statue. The lady, he called her. I remember him laughing as though it was a great joke. A lady's face is her fortune, he said, but he wouldn't explain anything. He always liked to annoy people. Turn to page 104. Okay, okay, okay. Come on. You can guess which side of the family Kay got her personality from. But you kept quiet and she goes on. 
For a while, I forgot about the whole thing, but when this trip started, I remembered the piece of paper Uncle Rex once gave me. It never made much sense before, but now I think it must be clues to the treasure. Do you want to see it? Kay's story of treasure is exciting, if it's true. Why me? You ask suspiciously. If there really is a fortune and I help you find it, you'd have to split it with me. Of course I would, Kay says sweetly. I don't believe her. But when she sees that her usual act isn't working on you, she says... It's because I know you're smart, and I know I can trust you. You never tell on anyone. Besides, you're not scared of me like the other kids, okay? You nod. Now, here's my plan. Turn to page 26. Boy, there's really a lot of table setting here. That's not uncommon in these books, but... Miss Linkowski is taking everyone up to the base of the statue now, Kay tells you. I'll go with them, but first I'll give you my Uncle Rex's list of clues. You read it, memorize it, and hide it in your pocket or something. (laughs) Then run and catch up with the group. Right, you say. (laughs) Kay passes you an old yellowed sheet of folded paper and then follows the class. I bet this is the thing that we have to memorize. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. so I'm going to use my modern smartphone to take a picture of this. (laughs) Okay. I do want to say, as you're doing they that... They didn't bet on that when no, they wrote this. They certainly didn't. Suckers. I do kind of like this kid that we've created who like drinks three cups of coffee a day and has been doing it since he was eight. He's just... <laughs> like, we got to see the Statue of Liberty. We got to go. I mean, he's, only, he's only like 12 now, so that was, it's not that long. We got to but... go. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm, I was born ready. Okay. You duck behind an exhibit and unfold the sheet of paper. In faded, spidery handwriting, you read these words. If you can count the rays of a star, read what is written stone. Then you may see a lady's face, much clearer than your own. Add one and one twice. Get two and two. The spiral shows the way. Go up two flights and come down one. Now count down, like I say. With any luck, you'll step on it. Go on. It's in all caps. It might be fun. If you can't solve these simple clues, I guess you're pretty dumb. The poem is only signed R.M., but you'd know the mallet style anywhere. (laughs) So far, the poem doesn't make much sense to you, but you memorize it quickly and stuff the paper in your pocket. Then you hurry after your class. But when you go through the door, you see no one. You poke around and find a fancy elevator. You also find a set of stairs. The elevator will get you up to the base of the statue faster, but if your class took the stairs instead, you might still run and catch up with them and not be missed. Andrew, if you take the stairs, turn to page 84. If you take the elevator, turn to page 87. All right, so I'm reading this little poem, Mm -hmm. and it says, If you can count the rays of a star, read what is written in stone. Then you may see a lady's face much clearer than your own. Add one and one twice, get two and two. The spiral shows the way. Go up two flights and come down one. Now count down like I say. I feel like the flights reference, I okay. think, means that we, maybe we should take the stairs. And the spiral shows the way. It's a spiral. Is there, we're going to have to go up spiral stairs at some point, I think. Yeah, I mean, I because this is all going straight up, I'm sure that most of it is spiral stairs. Have you ever been up in the Statue of Liberty? Um, I have not. When we went on our uh, New York field trip in eighth grade... Um, we did. We went up to the top of the old World Trade Center and got oh, a couple okay. of pictures from up there, which is kind of cool. But uh, the day we were going to do the Statue of Liberty, like there was a big line. Mm. And so my dad was one of the chaperones on that trip. <laughs> and he was just like, let's who wants to come with me and like go to the village and just do whatever <laughs> instead of standing in this line. Your dad rules. So that's what we did. Yeah, I climbed up the really steep spiral staircase and like peeked out a 10 inch window for two seconds and then went mm. back down it was not 
Yeah, I mean, it was cool. I've done it. A lot of it, fun. But, a lot yeah. of fun. All right, so what are we doing? We're taking the stairs? I would like to take the stairs and All go right. to page 84, but should we keep a finger in this yes, page? Yes, this is a finger one. All right. Okay. So, page 28. I'm sticking a sticking <clears throat> a piece of paper in there. Okay, so there is a there is an image that appears to be our boy... I don't. We don't have a name yet. Our Coff- good, good boy. I don't think you have a name because you're just like coffee boy. You're supposed to put yourself in the shoes of this boy. Yeah. So we are this Im- coffee boy. We coffee boy are emerging from what looks like some sort of <laughs> Egyptian tomb, and uh, our teacher Miss Linkowski is staring at us wearing a cool vest, and Kay has her fingers crossed behind her back and she's wearing checkered pants. And she is rocking some checkered pants. Yeah. Also, check out Miss Linkowski's boots. She's got some cool boots. She's got some co- I thought you were going to say check out her booty because no. it is like kind of weirdly emphasized <laughs> in this picture of her. Okay. You begin to run up the stairs, taking them two at a time. There sure are a lot of them. You must have gone up five flights already and you're nowhere near the top. You listen for the sound of your class ahead, but you hear nothing. They must have taken the elevator after all. Finally, you arrive, panting and gasping on the balcony of the statue's pedestal. There to meet you is Miss Linkowski, her face like a thundercloud. (laughs) Where have you been? She demands angrily. We were just about to call the guards out to look for you. We were so worried. Kay said she saw you get in the elevator with everyone else. Spoiler, Andrew, my voice is slowly just gravitating towards that. (laughs) Well, like like, what's the difference between Miss Linkowski and Coffee Boy? Mr. Oh, Mr. Coffee Boy has like a he's really it's pitched forward like he's really like tightly wound. Okay. Um, and Miss Linkowski is just like bored with the world. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, Kay Mallet is standing there, looking properly worried and upset. I thought so, Miss Linkowski. She says, "Honest, I did. I'm really sorry." Never mind, dear. We all make mistakes. Your teacher says to her kindly. Well, if Kay got you into this trouble in the first place, at least she's getting you out of it now. Teacher's so busy making her feel better that she forgets to nag you about getting lost. They thought you'd come up here and fall off the balcony, Kay whispers to you later. <laughs> you should have seen their faces. It was great. If you did fall off, I wonder if your parents could sue the Statue of Liberty, or would that be unpatriotic? Don't be gross, you say. Turn to page 35. So I guess it would be unpatriotic. Yeah, probably. Um, page 35. <clears throat> on the On the left side of this... We have a picture of us, Coffee Boy and Kay, standing on the pedestal and pointing up at the Statue of Liberty. At the Statue of Liberty's pelvis? And also maybe holding hands. I really think that there is a lot of romantic potential. Yeah, I think so. Between us and Kay, who really seems to be into us. Okay, go for it. So, says Kay, what did you think of the poem? The balcony on top of the pedestal is open to the air. There's a lot of wind, so you can't be overheard. Your class is looking down at New York Harbor. The statue looms enormous above you. It's all numbers, you say. But they don't make sense. Add one and one, get two and two. Two and two are four. You don't get four by adding one and one. (laughs) I know, Kay says. And what's the lady's face? That's easy, you say. The face of the statue. You both look up. But I can see it already, Kay complains. I don't need a riddle to show it to me. You can't really see it much clearer than your own, though. Those spikes in her crown are casting a shadow over her. They're not spikes, Kay says crossly. Weren't you (laughs) listening to the ranger? They're supposed to represent the rays of the light of freedom shining forth. Suddenly she clutches your arm. That's it. The rays of a star. It's the rays of her crown. Count them quick. Wait, you say. It's a crown, not a star. Kay looks at you witheringly. Do 
you see any other rays around here? Well, she has a point. One, two, three, K begins counting. If you think the spikes in the crown are the rays in the poem, turn to page 44. If you think the rays are somewhere else, turn to page 76. Now, do we want to refer to the poem at this point? I was fairly, when I saw that, I excuse me, when I saw that in the poem, I thought that was definitely the crown. I don't know about you. So add, add one and one twice. So that's four. Get two and two. Yeah. Okay. So there's no reference to like the specific number of spikes. No. Of rays. Correct. What do you think? Do you think that the spikes in the crown are the rays in the poem? Because we can turn page 44 if you think that's what the deal is. I don't see why not. I don't have any evidence to see. I think Coffee Boy uh, is perhaps has is like falling for K a little bit. And his, his head's a little cloudy. His head's a little cloudy. And maybe he hasn't gonna, had his coffee today yet. He's probably not because that Miss Linkowski is not going to buy him any coffee. So uh, I think it's time to turn to page 44. 44 it is. Go for it. Seven. Oh, but what voice am I using? Seven K finishes triumphant. It's just seven. like K is just like normal, but like higher pitched. It's okay. not like the look. Hello, I'm doing. No, a she's just voice. got like a tone. I just have to make sure I have her like. It's it's bright. Yeah, she's a troublemaker, but she's yeah, she's a teacher's. Pick. There are seven rays to the Statue of Liberty's crown. That's the first answer. What's next? Read what is written in stone. You tell her. Do you see any writing anywhere? Not a thing, says Kay. This balcony is stone, but nothing's carved in it. Just then your teacher comes up to you. Nice view, kids, isn't it? Just wait till you get to the top. You get an idea. If Kay can fool teachers, so can you. (laughs) (laughs) You go for it, coffee boy. Miss Linkowski, you ask her. Aren't there some famous words carved around here somewhere? Your teacher gets a happy look on her face. It worked like a charm. What? Why, yes, she says, you're thinking of Emma Lazarus's great poem about the Statue of Liberty. Go on to the next page, Andrew. Oh, boy. Do I have to do this whole poem in her voice? Go for it. Okay. Before you can stop her, she begins to recite, (laughs) Not like the brazen giant of Greek fame, with conquering limbs astride from land to land. Here at our sea-washed sunset gate shall stand a mighty woman with a torch whose flame is the imprisoned lightning, and her name, Mother of Exiles. From her beacon hand glows worldwide welcome, her mild eyes command, the air-bridged harbor that twin cities frame. Keep ancient lands, you storied pomp, cries she with silent lips. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. (laughs) The wretched refuse of your teeming shore, send these the homeless tempest tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. That makes that poem terrifying. <laughs> I'm not giving you any of my tempest tossed. Turn to page 27. Golden dope. Golden door, you think? No, I think in your mind you can have a normal voice. Okay, like golden- your your before voice from oh. before you ruined it <laughs> by drinking all that coffee. <laughs> golden door, you think? Could it be a clue? <clears throat> Coughs Miss Linkowski coming out of her poetic trance. <laughs> of course, it's all written down on a plaque attached to the statue. Great, says Kay. Where? We'd like to see it. We really liked your poem. You said it so beautifully. She sure did. I'm not really sure, says Miss Linkowski doubtfully. Maybe it's up in the head. It might be down here somewhere. Kay takes you aside. I'll go one way, she says. You go the other. Andrew. 
If you choose to look in the statue's head for the poem, turn to page 22. If you choose to look around the base of the statue, turn to page 38. How do you feel re-marking this page? Uh, pretty good. All right, so let's mark it. It's page 27. Mm-hmm. Taking out a bookmark from among the detritus on my desk. Um, I think we should go to the head and turn to page 22. What do you think? Uh, I think you're right. I think you should talk into the mic also. Sorry, I was getting a bookmark. All right. Uh, We're going to page 22. Okay. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Oh, no. Did we die? (laughs) It looks maybe like it. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Go for it. You made the choice. It takes a long time to get to the top of the Statue of Liberty, and when you get there, although the view is fantastic, there's no sign of the Emma Lazarus poem. Disappointed, you run down the spiral staircase to find Kay and see if she's had any luck. It's very, very dangerous to run down a steep spiral staircase. Your legs slip out from under you, your head cracks sharply on the iron stairs, and that's the last you'll ever see of the Statue of Liberty, or anything else. The end. What? This is why we invented the buddy system, people. <laughs> Trust your buddy. Find oh a buddy and stick with them, or oh else you'll end God. up cracking your head open on the staircase in the Statue of Liberty. That's awful. Wow, like, there's that's not even rough. like a wizard involved. Like, this no, is no. It's just... not even like a thing where like you're still gonna be alive, but you don't know like what the future holds. It's just like, oh yeah, you died. You fell down the stairs and died. You're just you just got slip feet and you fell and now you're gone sleep slip feet kills thousands of americans every year it's like not i'm not like i'm a a little shaken by this we can end slip feet within our lifetime this is a serious issue hello i'm bill gates and i'm gonna give a bunch of money to slip feet wrap your Um, feet in mosquito nets and you'll never fall down again Okay, Let's so go back go, to page we're 27. We're going to go back to page 27, and we're going to choose to look around the base of the statue to turn to page 38. Okay. Let's see what this brings. Go for it. Okay. You prowl around the base <laughs> of the statue until you see a large stone. On the stone is a bronze plaque. You lean over to examine the writing. Not like the brazen giant of Greek fame. That's the poem, all right. You hear Ms. Linkowski's <laughs> voice in your head. But where are the clues? Uh, read what is written stone, said great uncle Rex. Obediently, you read the poem, but it doesn't tell you anything. There's nothing on the rock itself that you can see. You realize that the only hiding place for clues is under the plaque. It's a real, like, national treasure moment here. Under the plaque. Between the bronze and the stone itself. That means you'll have to pry the plaque off the rock. It's on there pretty tightly. Nevertheless, Rex wouldn't have fed you an impossible clue, would he? You get out your jackknife and what? begin to dig around the edge of the plaque. Yeah, you should defo, like, mar this national treasure looking for Uncle Rex's mystery mystery reward. Hey, like, mom. What are you doing? Hey, mom, can you pack my bag for the Statue of Liberty trip? Make sure you don't forget my knife. I need my jackknife in case I go treasure hunting. Yeah, I need my super slippery shoes so I can, so I can like, run around more easily. And then also I need my jackknife that I can carry around because it's the 80s. Also, mom, did you pour, did you pack all the coffee I need? I did need a lot of coffee. Did you get my coffee? <laughs> I need a Gilmore Girls-esque amount of coffee for this field trip, please. <laughs> 
Okay, suddenly you hear a terrible snarling sound behind you. You turn in time to see a ferocious golden retriever dog about to leap on you. I've never heard of a golden retriever a that golden was ferocious. Re- uh, you know, a golden retriever dog. Yeah, about to leap on you. Imagine Airbud, but like rabid. Uh, uh, <laughs> ain't, no rule, ain't no rule says a dog can't protect the statue. <laughs> Help, you shout, but it's too late. Turn to page uh, one. Are we twelve. Get eaten by a dog? It's possible. This thing's just going to be like, oh, the dog tears your entrails out and you're dead. Oh, crap. Oh, man. <laughs> you land flat on your back with a big dog on top of you. You know you're supposed to cover your head if a dog ever attacks you. So you fling your arms around your face. I missed that drill in school. I never, I never was in class for the what if a dog bites your face drill. Good girl, Tally, you hear someone say. The dog has not bitten you yet. Maybe she's not going to. Cautiously, you look up through your arms. A park ranger is standing by the dog, patting her. Don't worry, the ranger says. Tally won't hurt you. She's a working dog, part of our law enforcement unit. She must have seen you messing with the plaque and gotten excited. Gee, you say it instantly. I wasn't doing anything. Hiding your jackknife behind your back, (laughs) I guess. Just stab the dog. (laughs) This is an easy problem to solve, coffee boy. Come on. Turn to the end of the book if you stab the dog. The ranger seems to believe you. On the other hand, he doesn't let you out of his sight for the rest of the day. He takes you on a tour of all sorts of hidden corners of the statue, but he's super nice to you, as if he thinks you're some kind of juvenile delinquent he's saving from a life of crime. (laughs) When you get back to your class, you see Kay looking grim. She hasn't had any luck either. We've gotten two poems today, she mutters, and no treasure. If you say anything about the treasures of poetry, I'll break your nose. (laughs) The end. Okay, Lucy. Cripes. All right. So I guess we go back to the first page we marked. What was that? 28. 28. Um, There's a one where we decided to take the stairs or take the elevator. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, So I guess we should take the elevator. I've not found any Statue of Liberty treasure yet. I have also, I think there's there may or may not be time travel that we're missing. So, we so gotta... far. Okay. So, so far, let's recount the adventures that we've had so far. So far, we've cracked our head open on the stairs of the Statue of Liberty and then been chased down like like rabbits by a guard dog. Yeah, and then like was buddy buddy with a ranger. So far we've had a very very conventional day at the Statue of Liberty. Oh, very conventional in Which that is we've... disappointing. Yeah, yeah, pretty disappointing. Okay. So I'm turning to page 87. 87 it is. I'm taking the elevator. It's a fancy elevator you may recall. You press the elevator button. <laughs> Then you wait, and wait. At least, if it's coming from the top, that probably means your class just got off it there. If the elevator's fast, you can still join them in time. Finally, it comes and whisks you up the pedestal. When you get out, you see your class just getting lined up to be counted. Three, four, you slip into place beside Kay just in time to be the last one counted. Are there five kids in this thing? (laughs) (laughs) Phew, you whisper to her. That was close! Right, she answers. <laughs> I knew I could trust you. Good work. Trust him to what? Kay is always break to take a fancy elevator, I guess. Kay is All always right. breaking the rules and she never gets caught. Praise from the best sneak in the class is <laughs> praise indeed. You're still not sure you like her, but working with her is certainly not gonna be dull. Do you remember in your high school yearbook who was voted best sneak? <laughs> like most likely to sneak? 
<laughs> yeah, it was probably right next to most likely to be a professional poker player, which was mm-hmm. the craze in my high school. He was just a fat kid in sunglasses. And uh, like a 10-gallon hat. <laughs> Turn to page 35, Andrew. Oh, boy. didn't we? Weren't we already here? Oh, it did one of those things. All right, so okay, we okay. This is we're back to the page where we are looking up goofily at the Statue of Liberty and assuming that the rays are the spikes in its head. Yes, this is so classic we... interactive fiction diamond pattern storytelling where you like that's very that's very good. Yeah, you send knowledge. Yeah, you send people out in different directions and you bring them back together as if their choices mattered. Andrew, <laughs> boy, life is just totally meaningless, isn't it? Um, so I think we already guessed that the spikes in the crown are the rays in the poem. And I was we were wrong. wrong. I was we wrong. wrong as hell. So let's go to page seventy-six. <laughs> okay, um, I think it's your turn, right? My turn to read. Man, I hope that we like find some adventure in this adventure. Yep. I don't care what you say, you tell Kay. A crown is not a star. But the Statue of Liberty is the star of the harbor, Kay says. Just in case you're interested, I've counted seven rays. You don't want to start fighting with her now, so you let it drop and follow your class into the base of the statue. There you see a spiral staircase rising as high as the eye can see. It's crossed by another spiral coming down. All right, people, says your teacher. This is the way up. But remember, there are 171 stairs. That's the same as a 12-story building, so it's quite a climb. There are rest benches along the way, and if you want to come down before reaching the top, you can switch over to the down staircase only at the 4th story and the 8th story. Let's go, you say to Kay. I'll race you to the top. And, of course, no running. Miss Lindkowski's <laughs> voice trips, af- trips yeah, up after Yeah, shut you. up, Miss Zell. We're running. <laughs> uh, turn to page 82. Okay, okay, okay. It's a long way to the statue's head, but you and Kay get there ahead of the other kids. You go to the observation windows and look out. The people on the plaza below look like ants. Look, you call to Kay. You can actually read what's on her tablet from here. Kay comes to your side and looks down. Right below you is the tablet Liberty holds in her left hand. It is immense. The letters alone look taller than you. July IVMDCCLXXVI, reads Kay. That's just a lot of letters. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, they're Roman numbers. IV is how the Romans wrote four. And the long one, I'm, I'm, I'm 1776 is the day, July 4th, 1776. The day they signed the Declaration of Independence. Is that all? I always thought the statue was supposed to be holding the Ten Commandments, just like Moses carrying the stone tablets down from Mount Sinai. Separation of church and state, Kay. Wait a Come minute. On. Wait a minute, you say. Did you say stone? I bet it's supposed to be a stone tablet. Read what it's read what's written stone. That's it. I don't see how a day can help us. We can't go back in time. No, but the letters can be numbers too. July is the seventh month, so July fourth could be seven four. Go on to the next page. To the next page. Do you want to keep going? Yeah, I'll just keep going. It's a short one. Hmm, says Kay. Maybe you're right. Maybe I maybe I still don't see what we're supposed to do with it. By some of the by by now, by some now. of the other kids in your class have begun to come up to. Add it, you say. Multiply it. I don't know. It's your uncle. Look for more clues. It's your uncle. Is oh, the, is the sorry. Emphasis. You gotta respect the italics. Oh, right? it was inside the curve of the page. I missed it. <laughs> At that point, I was just saying things. Add it. Multiply it. I don't know. It's your uncle. Let's look for more clues. 
Right, says Kay. Should we go back downstairs or stay here? Andrew, if you stay inside the statue's head, turn to page 39. If you go down the stairs, turn to page 15. We should defo mark this because I think we've explored all the other branches that came before this and either died or got caught by a dog (laughs) each time. Okay. um, If you stay inside the statue's head, turn to page 39. If you go down the stairs, turn to page 15. Um, Hmm... Man, I'm I what what do you think? I know this is my choice, but like what's your what's your gut say? Well, last time we went down the stairs we died. That's fine. That is true. We did run down the stairs too fast, but now we're with K oh. and like we're not hurrying so much. Buddy so system. maybe maybe we won't crack our heads up. And yeah, maybe the buddy system will triumph once again. All right, let's go with the buddy system. All right, let's go down, down the, the stairs, stairs, turn to page fifteen. Okay. But keep a bookmark in page eighty three. Sure, sure. <laughs> That's a lot of stairs. What is that guy doing? I don't know. It's the DNA molecule at the Boy, heart. It's of like the... it's it's a hard boiled detective and like the critic. <laughs> John Lovitz from the John Lovitz ca- cartoon, <laughs> the critic, like walking up the stairs. And you and Kay are like looking at each other longingly. Kay's pants also are not checkered anymore. In this oh, picture. pants! It may continuity. just be that we we didn't we didn't we hadn't invented we hadn't invented HD books yet. Oh, but so you can get her pants and like all their fidelity. This might be a different timeline than the checkered pants. This might be. Maybe she's wearing the checkered time, the checkered timeline <laughs> pants, in the timeline where we cracked our oh noggin God. open on the stairs. Now, <laughs> the checkered timeline. So that's like a way for this book's wiki to go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're going downstairs, Andrew. Is it my yep. turn to read or your? Uh, probably. It's your turn. I feel like I've been talking a lot, so it's probably. I thought you just made you just made the choice, though. Oh yeah, that's right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Let's go downstairs. You tell Kay. Maybe we'll notice something on our way down. Man, we gotta stop doing this gravelly voice thing. No, it's everybody. just. It's not even gravel. It's he's really tense. Like he's just. Oh, oh God. Oh jeez. Uh, let's go downstairs. You tell Kay. Maybe we'll notice something on our way down. Going down the spiral stairs is a lot easier than going up them unless you fall and break your head open. Okay. <laughs> your whole class, including the teacher, is up in the statue's head. You seem to be the only people on the stairs. Then you hear the sound of two people climbing up. At first, you think they're going to run into you. Then you realize that the up spiral staircase never crosses the down one except at two landings. If you stand very quietly, maybe they'll go by without even seeing you. As their heavy footsteps come closer... You can hear whoever it is gasping and panting. I don't know, boss. A man's voice says, If there's treasure here, it's more trouble than it's worth. Don't be such a wimp, Charlie, the other man wheezes. Just keep climbing. I don't know, Charlie repeats. Old Rex, he was always playing crazy tricks. How do we know that poem wasn't a joke after all? Kay looks at you with her hand pressed over her mouth. They're talking about her great uncle Rex. Do they have a copy of the riddle too? Oh my God, Charlie! Turn to page twenty-four. You can decide what Charlie's voice is like when he's not out of breath. Okay, Charlie and the boss here. Who's the boss? Charlie who's, and the boss. Who's the boss? And Charles in charge are on the spiral staircase. The two men pass you on their way up. They look like old-time gangsters, grown older and heavier. <laughs> Grown older and heavier than they used to be, maybe, but with very mean faces. As soon as they're past you, Kay whispers, Do you think they know what they're doing? It's hard to tell, you answer. They seem to have read the same poem as we did, but they're just going to the top, and we've already been there. Still, maybe we should follow them and find out what we're up to, what they're up to. And maybe we should hurry up. 
and find that treasure before they do, says Kay. After all, the poem says the spiral shows the way, and we are on a spiral staircase. Dang. If you think you should follow the gangsters, Andrew, turn to page 51. If you think Mm. you should stay on the spiral staircase, turn to page 48. I'm putting a bookmark in here, but I do think we should follow the gangsters. Okay. And turn to page 51. Okay. Following the gangsters is not such an easy thing. You have to go down to the next crossover platform and then go up after them. At last, you arrive back at the top of the statue. The rest of your class is still up there. What are they doing? <laughs> Staring at the wall. <laughs> the two men are there, too, looking out one of the windows. You hope they're not figuring out the message of the tablet. It seems you've been gone for longer than you'd realized. Your teacher isn't too happy that you were missing. And for once, she's not too kindly disposed toward Kay. Well, if it isn't the missing mallet. Your teacher says sternly, how kind of you and your friend to honor us with your presence. You start to say something, but it's too late. One of the men turns around. What voices did I choose for which, these dudes? Which one is talking? I'm not sure. Okay, so let's let's take a voice checkpoint. <laughs> let's agree on like some good, easy listening voices to pick for these gangsters. Well, what did you say for the boss? The boss was talking earlier... I think it was just like a deep thing, but it was just like. But there a was like a weird moment. accent too. I I feel like I default to Jersey. That's accent true. On like everybody. Don't don't be such a whip, Charlie. Okay, just do an adult version that of is that a British. Bit Charlie bit my finger. Yes, just do, <laughs> just do an adult Charlie bit my finger for the boss. So I should just do like a. I'll do like the best British accent I can do, which is gonna be like a bad Dick Van Dyke doing a bad Cockney accent. Perfect. Go for it. Excuse me, he says, but I couldn't help overhearing. Could this be a relative of late Rex Mallet, the great, uh, sailor? <clears throat> Why, says Miss Linkowski, wasn't that your Uncle Rex, the one who did the slideshow for the school on New York Harbor? Turn to page 56. You do have some creeping jersey. It's funny. That's my band name, by the way, <laughs> is creeping jersey. <laughs> Kay says nothing. The two of you are standing next to each other. You realize that the gangster isn't really sure which of you is the mallet and which is the friend. Uh, okay. All right. So uh, both, I, I think both a, of these gangsters should be British. I was a business associate of old Rex's, says the man called Boss. I certainly enjoy talking to a relative of his. <laughs> Why, sir? <laughs> certainly says Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I'll st- I'll start t- taking. The- <laughs> oh no! We're oh, losing no. it. We're losing I'm it. In the valley, I'm in the valley of the voices. Um. <laughs> What's the sound version of the Uncanny Valley? Because I think we're deep in it right now. The valley of the dead voices. <laughs> I'll start taking the class. Um, She's not Batman, like. <laughs> Lighten up a little bit. <laughs> you two could stay up here and talk for a while, and then catch up with us. Well, Kay says, "Boss, sweetly smiling as if he thinks he's Santa Claus." Uh, your uncle, Re- your uncle Rex sure was a funny guy, what he? Kay still doesn't answer. The class is mostly gone. Is she trying to make you pretend to be Kay so she can get away from the gangsters? What a rat! Just what you'd expect from her. Still, Kay has been straight with you so far. Maybe she has a plan. Maybe she's just scared. Andrew, if you pretend to be Kay, turn to page four. If you make her answer oh, the gangster, turn to page 90. I want to put a bookmark on all of these. Like, am I allowed to do that? Do it. 
do it. All right. I'm going to start. I'm starting to use tax forms that are on my desk. Oh, That's no. how many bookmarks <laughs> I've used. Um, I'm going to pretend to be K. Let's go to page four. Okay. Oh, no. I dropped a bookmark. Oh, boy. You're the book. You are that. the bookkeeper, though. I'm the bookman. I'm the walrus. <laughs> if you have to pretend to be Kay, at least you can show the world what she's really like under all that sweetness. If my Uncle Rex was a funny guy, you answer, what does that make you? Sam doing a K impression. Coffee Boy is a great mimic. Coffee Boy's pretty good. Shut up, kid, says the gangster. <laughs> nobody like nobody likes a rich guy. Wait, what the hell am I doing? Nobody <laughs> likes a rich guy. Now listen good. We got a little business proposition for you. Did Rex ever tell you about a treasure he hid in the Statue of Liberty? You shake your head. It's kind of like a like the New Jersey part of England right now that I'm <laughs> lapsing into. It's so you good. shake your head. He didn't tell us either. Not exactly. But he wrote, he wrote some goofy poem about it. Charlie here saw it once a long time ago. But Charlie doesn't have, he don't have such a good memory. If you could help us out, we split the treasure with you. Even Stephen. Well, what do you want me to do, you say? Well, for stars, it said something about the rays of a star. We figure that means there's a clue hidden up there on those spikes above her head. You look like a really brave kid. I bet you're smart, too. What, is, what voice am I doing? I'm just lost in this voice. I'll bet if we unscrewed the grill on this window here, what? you could climb up on top and take a quick look around. You wonder if he's right. Then you remember that the poem really says count the rays, not climb them. The only reason to do what he says is for the adventure, the Statue of Liberty adventure, <laughs> and because the gangsters might suddenly turn mean if you don't play along. Oh, um, if you agree to climb up onto the rays of the crown, turn to page 108. If you refuse to go up there, turn to page 65. Coffee Kid says, yes, we are climbing he up. says, yes, we go to page 108. Charlie is already unscrewing the window grill, so it's a good thing you're agreeing to go. I'd better go tell Miss Linkowski we'll be late, Kay says. She's wearing her perfect kid look. The gangster grabs her arm. Trademark for a kid look. No way! You'll stay right here until Kay finishes climbing. You don't want to ruin our little adventure, do you? God. <laughs> At least yours is as bad as mine. Like, I could take comfort in that. There's, like, extra glottal stops in all the words. <laughs> From nowhere you can see Charlie. Charlie takes Charlie. a long rope. He helps you throw it over the nearest spike in the crown and ties it so it's secure for you to climb. Then you step to the window frame and take hold of the rope. Climbing ropes in gym was never too hard for you, but you never climbed one with a 150-foot drop below you. Still, it's not too far to the top. Now you're... All these sentences have prepositions at the front. Now mm -hmm. you're balanced on top of the crown with a good view of all the rays of the crown. There are seven of them, each over ten feet long. Balanced is the right word. When you were inside the statue, you hadn't realized how much it swayed in the wind, and the surface you're standing on is tilted. But what a view! You could see the harbor below, and all of New York City in the distance. Obviously, there aren't any clues up there. Maybe you better. I mean, maybe you better come down. But you don't want the gangsters to think you're not trying. You could walk along the statue's head a little further. Andrew, if you go back down the rope, the rope, the rope now, <laughs> turn to page 80. If you walk a little farther, turn to page 71. Gotta keep walking. I mean, Got even though we're so clumsy that we died on a set of stairs, I think yeah. we should keep well, this tightrope walking. Well, that's in the going. checkered pants timeline, and we don't remember anything. We don't there. remember, no. Our mind has been wiped by Will Smith. Beep. Go. 
Uh, you walk carefully along the sloping crown toward Liberty's left. You can really see the city from there. And being on top of the statue swaying in the wind is a little like being on the deck of a rolling ship. Unfortunately, you do not yet have your sea legs. The motion of the statue makes you lose your balance. You go right over the edge. You fall down, down. Turn to page 53. I don't know how this could possibly end. Oh, no. Oh, boy. All right. Oh, no. You're falling through the air so fast you barely have time to think. Then you hit a solid surface with a bone-jarring thunk. You pick yourself up. Everything around you is light green. Are you in heaven already? And if you were in heaven, would your elbow be scraped? You look up and see a blue sky with green stripes, a giant green face below them. It's a statue, but the statue is also below you. What's going on? Then on one side of you, you notice fingertips and giant letters. So that's it. You're on the tablet the statue is holding in her left hand, wedged in between it and her robe. You hope someone notices you. You hope they'll have a way to get you out of there. Maybe they'll have to pick you up in a helicopter. All you can do is wait and see. For now, your biggest choice is whether or not to be the only person in history to write I was here on the 23-foot tablet of the Statue of Liberty. Man. The end, you're stuck in a statue. Like, how are we supposed to get to the time travel? Like, I kind of want to keep going because all the endings so far have been so mundane. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. Uh, keep going. We got, we got to go back to something. All right, so I've got, um, we could go to, what was it? Uh, no, not not page 80. That's no good. Uh, <laughs> we go back to the page where we make K answer the gangster, which makes us turn to page 90. Yeah, let's do that. Um, I have a bookmark where we could um, go down the stairs, I think. It says staying on the statue's head. Do we want to go to page 90? Yeah, let's go to page 90. Let's keep the gangsters around for a little bit right. longer. Yeah, I think they're, they're good characters, even though their voice is completely flummoxing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, go for me it. or you. All right. You say, okay, because so, I'm still imitating yep. Kay. Okay, don't be so shy in a pretty good imitation of Kay at her sweetest. You have to give her credit. She picks up her cue and answers boss. Why, how charming to meet an old friend of the family. I'm charmed too, sweetie, says the gangster, looking down into Kay's big blue eyes. Tell me something. Did your Uncle Rex ever tell you any funny stories about the Statue of Liberty? <laughs> hey, stories. Any stories. Gee, says Kay with a puzzled expression. I don't think so. Then what were you doing while your class was up here? You weren't by any chance looking for anything. Gosh, no, says Kay, opening her eyes even wider. We were just having fun. What should Charlie sound like? Uh, well, he's back. He's not out of breath. You said he has to be British. Can you yeah. do like a real... How proper can you make your British? Not very. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Boss, says the assistant Charlie. Don't get fooled by all this sweet talk. Rex was just the same. The nicer he talked, the more he had to hide. Is that so? Suddenly, Boss flings his arm around your neck, pulling you backward against him. In that case, Mallet, you better talk, or your friend's gonna be in a lot of trouble. Okay, so Charlie's just, 75. Charlie's just a sweetie pie. He's, He's very just... soft-spoken. Yeah. You want to say, don't tell them anything, Kay. But the get. Oh my god, I'm screaming in this illustration. And the gangster's wearing a tie a tie with cards on it like a fat tie yeah this is great i'm so glad we made them british because they don't look british at all no they um, do. it's great uh don't tell them anything Kay. but the gangster's hand is over your mouth Kay's big blue eyes fill with perfect tears please don't everything about friend. her is perfect her big old blue eyes and her perfect tears she's gonna blah, 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 oh blah. my god she's gonna gong girl all over us later in her life <laughs> 
Please don't hurt my friend. I don't know what you're talking about. Honest. You doubt. The gangster pulls back on your arm, sending pain shooting through it. You bite your lip to keep from crying out. Wax never told you no riddles. No. Boss jerks his head at Charlie. Charlie comes forward and hits you in the jaw. Narg, you say. <laughs> A-A-R-N-G-H, which I yep. think you pronounce pretty well. Yep. How about it, Mallet? He never wrote you no poems. Only one, but I haven't got it. Honest. What was it about? Something about some lady. I don't remember. The gangster tightens his hold on your arm. Noomph, you cry. I think we can officially switch back to Coffee Boy voice. Like, I don't think we're putting on a front anymore. Oh, he called me? He called us Mallet? Yeah. I thought he was talking to Kay. Well, he thinks that we're Mallet still. I'm very confused. Anyhow. I'm also confused. Oh, please stop, Kay begs. Just show you don't have it. Case shakes her head. Such a Charlie, says boss. Charlie searches Kay, but of course he doesn't find anything. Of course. You tell us where that poem is and we'll let your friend off. It's gone, she says. I hid it in a pile of my Superman comics and my mom threw them out. She sounds so sincere you'd believe it yourself if you didn't know the poem was right in your pocket. Why would they not search your pocket? I'm yeah, not, I don't, they're yeah, too busy breaking not very your arm, I guess. Please, Kay says tearfully, let us go. We can't help you. We don't know anything. Charlie hands her a handkerchief. There you go, kid. Boss, what do you say we split? I think Rex was just a joker. All right, says boss, but I'm warning you, kid. You say anything about this to anyone, anyone at all, and we'll come to your house and beat up your mother and shoot your dog if you've got one. We'll bring you a dog and then we'll shoot it. Turn to page 17. Dang it. For this gangster to shoot your dog. At last, boss lets go of you. You rub your arm. It hurts, but you can still move it. Now get lost, the tail of you, he snarls. You and Kay run for the stairs. It's like a bad version of the guy who does the Outback Steakhouse ads, I think <laughs> hey, is what we've said along with this. It's a get lost, it's a blooming onion. Your rule's just right. Get out of here. <laughs> Throw peanut shells on the floor and eat a steak. <laughs> you did a good acting job, she says. You made it look as if you were really scared up there. You didn't seem scared at all, you say. Well, of course not. Miss Linkowski knew where we were, and the whole class had seen those guys' faces. They wouldn't dare do anything really serious to us. Oh, really? You say, rubbing your sore jaw. In fact, they seem pretty dumb to me. I was just waiting to see if they knew anything more about the riddle, but they don't even seem to have a copy. No matter how hard they try, I bet we find the treasure first. The end. See, I've, okay, so I feel like we could have kept searching from the, for the treasure from there. Uh-huh. I feel like the barrier to finding the real treasure adventure was too high. Uh-huh. Because we spent our entire time just, like, dying from normal stuff. We didn't travel through time at all. We didn't have to use that poem at all. Like, I don't know, man. I'm a little bummed. Me too. Like, our last couple Choose Your Own Adventures, we haven't really gotten to the meat of it. And I know, like, if I feel like we've been all through that book. But I know there are other paths where we haven't found the statue of Li- where like we've got to be able to find the statue of liberty treasure in some of those right yeah i mean i'm just flipping through this book there's some crazy banana nonsense happening all right so i like okay so i don't know like this isn't a bonus episode this is just a regular episode i feel like for a bonus episode we need to have like a return to a choose your own adventure book that we were disappointed by oh so like this one 
like this one or Ghost Train where we just like come back to it and try to get to the place on the cover because I was not like I was never in a giant pocket watch. I was never holding a snake looking at another snake. Well, we did. No, but we did. No, no, there was a rope that broke and we fell into the tablets. Yeah, we did achieve one of the three possible things on this cover. Well, I think the boat is just the ferry, too. So that's how it starts. That's I think there's a whole time traveling boat, though. Like <laughs> I think you're gonna need, I'm gonna need a citation for that one. I think I'm not just gonna take your word for it about this time time travel boat. I'm the back of the book, Andrew. The suddenly the floor lurches strangely, and when you catch your breath, you're standing on the deck of a huge ship in the middle of the ocean. Oh yeah, see why could we never do that? Why didn't know. we get on the the magic immigrant boat? <laughs> I think our love for Kay may have distracted us from time travel. Yeah, that's that's us. That's us in a nutshell. Always fooled by that girl with the big old blue eyes. She's so perfect. She's, She's so the, perfect. She is the perfect or kid. not checkered pants. <laughs> Once you observe her, she, her pants. She has quantum pants. <laughs> <laughs> if you have read this book and know, or if you have quantum pants, if you if you if you know where we could get some quantum pants. Uh, shoot us a hot link. I think you get them on ModCloth. Over to OverduePod at gmail.com. I'm so sorry we didn't time travel for you this week. Um, if you have any hot tips about fighting British gangsters that wear card ties, um, send those links over to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash OverduePod or twitter.com slash OverduePod. Uh, we did not get to time travel, but we are recording this podcast out of time. So I don't have an accurate list of social media friends uh, to thank this week. But I bet there's been some good ones. I bet. There are some good ones to our Peter Pan podcast, which is the last one that we posted as of this recording. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Andrew, where else could they go if they want to listen to some other Choose Your Own Adventure books that perhaps do involve time travel? They could go over to OverduePodcast.com. No, no. Charlie. Um, up there they could... Oh, man, I can't even do this. Up there you can find iTunes and RSS and Stitcher links. Uh, you can use all those feeds to subscribe to the show. If you subscribe in iTunes, do rate and review us because it helps us rise in the rankings and it just generally makes us feel good about ourselves. Uh, we keep getting those at a really steady clip and we are pushing 250 right now, which is just another milestone on the way to 300. So keep them um, coming. Um, we also have links to our Patreon page, which is a way you can support us financially if you think that whatever we just did was worth like money, <laughs> like actual money. Um, we have a link to HeadGum, our podcast network, where you can find other shows like Wish I Were You and Twinovation and uh, Black Girls Talking and a whole bunch of others. Um, and we have a link to uh, Spreaker, our podcast host, who who helps you download this podcast every week. And there's like there's no way we could exist without somebody to host our nonsense. So thanks to them. Mm-hmm. Um, Craig, what are wait? Who's reading what next week? So from this podcast's airing mm-hmm. again, I have unstuck myself from the time stream and am floating, holding onto a snake and wishing the best. It's like we've stuck a bookmark in a page, like behind <laughs> you, and time doesn't mean anything anymore. I am choosing to believe that I may be talking about Les Miserables by Victor Hugo next week. All right. No promises, but that's close, I think. Yeah, it's the closest we're going to get. You're going to turn the page and find out if it happened. Okay. 
Um, thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'd super appreciate like hearing from every single one of you. It just makes our day or week every time it happens. It's just, it's really great. Please keep talking to us on Twitter and Facebook and everything. It's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's so, it's, it means so much to me that like total strangers listen to our dumb things, like our dumb mouths make words mm-hmm. and it like affects them. It's just, it's, it's a lot. It's good. And remember, you too can prevent slip feet. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next Monday. Until then, try to be happy and don't die in the Statue of Liberty. Stop. That was a HeadGum Podcast.